Hello, welcome back. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Emily. We're the executive directors and co-founders of ATX TV. And you're listening to the TV Campfire. This week and coming up through the end of 2021, we're releasing exclusive and original conversations from our Season 10 Festival that premiered in June 2021. Please enjoy this week's release and tune in both here and on youtube.com backslash ATXTV for even more TV goodness. Without further ado, here's this week's TV Campfire episode from Season 10 of ATX TV Festival. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to Season 10 of ATX Television Festival. I'm Jennifer Morgan, the Director of Programming, and I hope you enjoyed the previous conversation with Achievement and Television Excellence awardee Michael J. Fox as much as we enjoyed having him. I'm honored to continue our first ever awards night by presenting our inaugural Breakthrough Award to writer, producer, actor, and activist Angelica Ross. As we reflect on what these kinds of awards mean, who typically gets recognized, and what they get recognized for, it was important for us that this particular award was born out of joy and excitement. Excitement for what TV can be when it embraces authenticity and those who bring something undeniably unique to every project and character they inhabit. By definition, our definition, the ATX Breakthrough Award seeks to recognize a creative voice who has made a unique and substantial imprint on TV and exemplifies not only the current moment in television, but the possibilities of its future. Anyone who has witnessed Angelica's history-making roles on Pose, American Horror Story, and the Emmy-nominated Her Story, among others, can attest that her work not only meets this definition, but gracefully exceeds it. I deeply wish that we were able to present this award to her in person in Austin, as it should be. We're thrilled to be able to host this intimate one-on-one conversation with Angelica and another iconic actress, the one and only Cheryl Lee Ralph. I want to say thank you to Angelica and Cheryl for making time in their extremely busy schedules to join us for this conversation about TV and creativity and to reflect on where they've been and where they're headed. Please join me in welcoming Breakthrough Awardee Angelica Ross and actress Cheryl Lee Ralph. Ah, there we go. There we go. (laughs) All right, I'll let y'all take it away. Thank you. Angelica, Angelica, Angelica. You know I love a Miss Ross. Yes. Yes, we love divas. You know, we are great divas. And I just thank you so much for sharing space with me here and just for this special moment. For me, this is like one of my biggest honors, first honors in this space of acting, you know, um, I'm, I'm new, but I'm also not that new as she's mentioning her story, but um, it's great as a black trans woman to be in this space with you. You know, it is so interesting now. It's co- so you and I, we know each other, we yes. love each other. We, we've shared special moments with each other. And I, I know your children, Come on, <laughs> yes. you know, my kids, all uh, of that stuff, you know, but I'm always amazed that uh, there's so much more to you than just an actor. When you and I first met, well, no, was that, see, I always get that confused because Etienne says, no, you all first met at the premiere of Claws. Yes. Was that it? I uh, yes, yes, that was it. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Yes. At the premiere of Claws. But then I was when so you starstruck. I, I was so starstruck. I couldn't believe, to be honest, like it was, 
it was all i mean because nisi nash was there and so like i think sherry shepherd and mm-hmm. um lonnie i think was there it was like so many but i i want to know it was just so many people there and but you it was as if a dream was passing by because i just saw you like around the like, way as i was talking to like uh, olivia and your son and you know you're like oh that's my son you're so proud you know like you're like that's my son and i just for me being in this space in this room again i was this was at the beginning of my sort of kind of rise. Claws was before Pose, mm-hmm. um, you know, and so not that many people knew who I was or what have you. So I was just really fresh and really green. And so when I saw you, I was just like very, very speechless. But you were just so amazing and have been amazing ever since. Um, like just a real, real, real one. And I'm so thankful for that. <laughs> oh, thank you. But when you and I sat down chatting at SAG, at the Screen Actors Guild. Yes. We were part of a panel there. And I said, wow, this young woman has great depth to her because you were, you know, we were talking about life in general and you were talking about your love of science and STEM and the importance of that. How, How did you get to that place as a performer, as a human being? Yeah, you know, listen, I really do feel like technology is that great equalizer with a lot of Mm -hmm. things because it honestly, if you're someone who has any kind of creative leaning, um, get a piece of technology in your hand and there's just so much that you can do. But even with that being said, you know, being um, a black person who doesn't, you know, comes from a very, um, you know, humble beginnings, um, but also being a trans woman and having to sort of navigate the streets and navigate unemployment and navigate all of these spaces. um, It was the Internet um, where, you know, it was it was in time in my life where. Uh, for trans women. I mean, it's just the truth and reality of the thing is I, I know it's not the most glamorous part of the, you know, the story, but it's just that I had a moment where I was being fired from every job that I took. I would start the job and then I would like waiting tables, which is like the actor job of all actor jobs in the beginning, you know? So I'm, I'm waiting tables, but, um, as soon as I, like have to show my ID or people start to find out that I'm trans, then there was like a lot of drama on the job, but I was always the best employee, which was just very odd, but I still kept, because of our society, I kept losing the jobs. So just because of who you are, just just like because solely, I mean, because I was a great waitress. Mm. I was, I mean, I listen, I would always take the orders by memory and I would like dazzle the, uh, I would dazzle the, my tables be like, okay, so you had the chicken plus of this and you had the la 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 la, you know, I, but for me, it was like one of my biggest, my first acting jobs. So, you know, it just every table was a new audience for me. Yes. You know, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um, so I wanted to make sure that they enjoyed themselves. Um, but once I got fired from so many jobs, I had to consider the adult industry and being like, like websites, posing on websites and things like that. Mm-hmm. And when I got there, uh, the woman said to me, she was like, you're a little sharp on that computer. She goes, how about instead of posing on the website, you help me run it? Ooh, and and yes. she was, yes. And so I learned by, I went to like um, video tutorials online and I learned how to uh, 
crop pictures and rotate upload. I, I learned how to retouch. I learned how to do CSS and HTML and how to build websites. And so instead of being exploited on these websites, which again, a lot of my sisters were because of the fact of like, one thing they say about trafficking, sex trafficking or human trafficking is like this high level of coercion. So just mm -hmm. like people from other countries get trafficked into spaces because the people who are trafficking them are saying, what else are you going to do? You don't mm -hmm. have, you know, the paperwork, you don't have the degree, you don't have certain things. This is all you can, you know, possibly do. Well, for trans people, when we saw the environment as what it is, we're barely allowed to walk down the street, let alone hold a job or any position of power. So what are you going to do, Angelica? You want to train, you want to do all this? What are you going to do? This was in, you know, two, 2001. Wow. So things weren't- 20 things, years ago. You, you know what I'm saying? 20 yeah. years ago. So for me though, it was embracing. And I always tell people about this. You cannot make an enemy out of your current moment or where you at, you have got to make peace and you have got to accept first. You got to accept, you know, yes. you can't be in denial about what's going on or be ashamed right. or embarrassed or have all this energy that's going against you. Okay. Okay, girl. Okay. This is what the land of the lay is. This is what you got to deal with. Okay. So, and then just step by step. Yes. Still moving towards the, dream of the goal that's I right had. absolutely the goal that I had which was I always wanted to be an actor I always want I mean before I transitioned I was in every musical choir um I was in community theater for 12 years I was in fame and Greece and all these kind of things but once I transitioned it kind of stopped so what I realized was in the meantime in the meantime between when I kind of was like kicked out on my butt and had to figure it out till now. Yeah. I've had technology to help me hold on to my, my, my creativity mm -hmm. while, also, while also learning how to pay the bills. So yes. I can record my own music in my own, my laptop while also, you know, making my resume look good or, you know, learning some skills or whatnot. It's so interesting that, yeah. that you talk about that and what it is you had to, do to get you to where you wanted to go. I think back, you know, 25 years ago, when you bring up being a waitress, uh, I was an incredible waitress on TV. Yeah. On TV. Yeah. I got paid to be the waitress on TV. Yes. And yes. It was that's a the best. series. It was a series called It's a Living, produced by Whit Thomas. Yes. And you have to think 30 years ago, things were different. TV was mm -hmm. very different. And Tony, Witt, Tony Thomas had this idea because one of the women, a beautiful blonde, blue-eyed woman was leaving the show. And he said, we're going to put a black girl in this show. And everybody was like, you're going to do what? <laughs> you're going to put a what, huh? what? Yes. What kind of a girl? are you gonna to use to replace this blonde girl? And it was a big deal that Whit Thomas Harris was actually going to replace a white actress with a black actress, you know? So when I got that role, like you, it was breaking through. Mm -hmm. It was getting the industry to consider talent just for talent. Talent, yes. And 
That is not very easy. When you talk about you making your transition from male to female, that things sort of dried up. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll say that, you know, well, it, it's like this. Once, that's why I say you can't, to be a woman is just to walk in a woman's shoes, period. You can, you can mm. theorize and talk about it all day that you want to, but until you're like walking in the shoes and the, and having your voice be, you know, uh, kind of diminished in spaces or, you know, being only seen for what you have on the outside and, you know, and I, just so many, uh, you know, things change for me as I, uh, as I transition, but mostly too is that getting jobs or staying employed. So I was very, what they call stealth. Mm -hmm. um, which means that no one knew that I was trans. So I was acting as an extra in shows like uh, South Beach that was executive produced by um, Jennifer Lopez on the CW. I was extras in CSI Miami. I did weight loss commercials and I did, um, I was uh, an extra in Little John and the Eastside Boys Get Low uh, music video, you know, but, and, but these were all extremely stressful environments for me yeah. because yeah. Um, I, listen, I'm very um, pleased with where my life has gone, how I've blossomed into the woman that I am now. Yes. But, you know, I wasn't as secure in myself, in my body, in my appearance. Um, I, I was always terrified of being found out. Um, yes. And so in my acting classes in college, I went to Florida Atlantic University and studied theater. So in my theater classes there, you know, I was just so nervous. My teachers didn't know. No one knew um, because for my safety uh, on campus, like I was in the girls dorm and it's just very Florida's weird. And, and just in Florida's weird. And so Florida, just let's put that out on the table. Um, the whole freaking state, but no, but, but, you know, I had to navigate things by being stealth. Yes. What I, what I knew though about that is that as an actor, I would never be great. I would never get to greatness mm -hmm. by, um, hiding parts of myself in the sense that like as an actor you need to be able to let go into the role and not be worried about what I look like what right. I sound like that's um, right you know I mean there's some of that we we manage you know obviously within the performance but but still I can't be thinking is the camera can this do I have Adam's apple is it uh, do I have any hair on my is it something like is my voice too deep is something how, girl perform like I, mm -hmm. I, how could I, you know, so it wasn't until her story, a web story series I did called her story, um, where it was written by where, you, a, where it was an Emmy nominated, please. Thank yes, you. This is yes. TV, darling. <laughs> Emmy nominated. Yes. It was an Emmy nominated series. And that show, um, for me as an actor, um, really gave me the chance to show what I could do without having to worry about all that stuff. Yes. All I, I could just bring myself, I'm playing this role, bring, I don't, the director knows, the writers know, everybody knows what the deal is, we plan this story. But right. what was even better is having someone trans in the writing room um, and directing and doing things like that. There was a moment where a line was said where 
I'm talking about the date that I was on. And um, she's like, okay, well, that sounds wonderful. So why aren't you, you sound like you're not all the way happy. And, and I was like, well, yeah, it was because I didn't disclose. <gasps> and for those who don't know, like disclosure is when, you know, we find a safe moment to tell someone that I'm trans. So it's not always a safe moment or safe people to be around to do that. Um, it's interesting that you bring that up as well. Yeah, yeah. Because a role, another role that I played was in a series called Barbershop. And I played a trans woman. And the moment... I think you... Yes. You? I played a trans woman. Um, I, I remember this very clearly. It was exactly almost 16 years ago. It was in the month of July. I had... August because I had just gotten married and my husband and I are getting ready to go on our honeymoon and I get a call that says, are you available to come to work on Monday? It's an incredible role. It's a trans woman. And we were thinking who can play a trans woman with reality? And first of all, I was very flattered. <laughs> Because you're a diva, you know. Thank you, know. you. Thank you. I was ready for all of that. <laughs> and I took this role without hesitation. And I think what has changed, I was talking to, you were talking about the safe place. One of the greatest scenes was when I tell this man who has literally fallen in love with me, this man that what my truth is, you know, and it's, all about how he reacted towards that truth. And, and anyway, he walks away somewhere in, the, in that episode, he does come back and he cannot fight the love that he has for me. And it was very hard for him as a straight wow. man, very hard for him as a straight man to tell his friends because yes. you know, it's the barbershop. Yes, yes. Who he, who, and what he is in love with. Sure, I gotta go find this and rewatch because I, I feel like if I see, I gotta go back and see this. It's, it's quite wonderful too because the trajectory of the character is very similar to what you're talking about. She's been living as an actress in these other roles with people not knowing wow. her truth. That's and so beautiful. Yeah, so I look now at where we were 16 years ago to where we are now, and here you are with that incredible, outstanding cast yes. of Pose having truly changed TV, not just for yourselves, not just for the viewing audience, but for others other actors and actresses to be able to live and yes. perform in their mm -hmm. truth. And that's, that's major. It was, it was, it was really, really major. It majored so much so that it's, it was a moment that really shifted things. And I could mm -hmm. see that it shifted it in such a major way, both, both, in our audiences and with the fans and with people who are watching, but the industry itself is shifting mm. because of it. 
and not just in a way that is about tokenizing a narrative or about any of that, but it's the fact that a show like Pose not only gave me space as a series regular. Candy ferocity. Candy ferocity, you know what I mean? To take and show folks, you know, what I could do. Um, But also every ball, there were so many people from our community who got a chance to show what they could do, but also got a chance to add them hours up so that they could get that Screen Actors Guild, that union car. Now, you know, that's when that's when it changes the game and you can actually start getting jobs that pay bills. That's right. So I've started to see some of the people that have been on Pose and our cast and our crew, I mean, in our crew working on other shows um, and our um, extras working on other shows and they're building those credits up. And and they're also seeing what it takes to show up. Cause I'm telling you this, some people that came to the show also left cause they didn't understand what uh, 16 hours meant, you know, when we were filming for 16 hours and you're in holding. Come now, on and, now. And think about, wait, now think Hurry about this. Like, and wait. Hurry, Hurry up, up and wait. That's it. Because listen, I spent now, I'm lucky now to be able to have like a beautiful trailer. Mm-hmm. But when I was a background extra on CSI Miami or what have you, I think I was under a tent at a picnic table. You know what I mean? For, and that's what we had to be for hours and hours and hours. But that's that right. It's part of the pathway. That's not because you're trans or LGBTQ, that's because you're an extra in this uh in this thing and that's just what your job is today and knowing i used to talk i was let me tell you something not only did i do my job but when they said cut there were so many times that i took time to actually speak with and teach the background Mm. folks and just talk about the industry they would have questions or whatever but um there was a moment during candy's um I want to say, I think it was during Candy's funeral or it was, yeah, it was, it was a moment where oh. I, could, I could tell that folks wanted to have a line or say some things or do some things. And sometimes it was going over our lines or doing certain yes. things, but you, but when you recognize and don't squash people's like sort of joy and excitement and just get them to understand that, listen, we're creating a piece of music together. Right. And so you have to know that there's a lead track. Mm-hmm. And then there are this accompanying, you were accompanying this lead track. And so sometimes we have to even know that the silence is beautiful. Like even in uh, those moments of knowing how to create that thing where you could just hear a pin drop. And like so, the like, silence yes. of you rising up Ugh. out of that coffin. I, I, I have to tell you, Angelica, that moment, that scene I don't know what it was about it, but it made me cry and it made me hear the song differently. And when she's, when Candy walks around and she says, I never knew love like this, that here she was taking up space in the world and she didn't know how much she was truly loved by others or by herself and it just oh my god it was it was very moving you're gonna i make mean, me cry for, <laughs> no but that's how i felt for me right. the whole show could have ended right there and it would have been amazing but it was just it just spoke volumes yeah. you know i well you you know that even that moment when they told me that it would be that song Yes. Um, 
I, 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 of course I knew the song. I have a, I grew up listening to Stephanie Mills. The moment I hit play on that song, I just started weeping. Yes. Moment because you hear the beginning chords and I just, I felt like I heard the organ at my, at the funeral, you know, it was just like, that's what I was hearing. And then, you know, to understand that that's the shift. And Marianne Williamson talks about this a lot when she talks about like, really what a miracle is and a miracle yes. is when there's a shift from fear to love yes mm. we needed this miracle pose Absolutely. was the pose was that miracle that shifted so many people's fear about trans people to a mm-hmm. space where they could actually even conceive of loving That's- one of us as a sibling, as a, as a son or daughter, as a love, a lover or a partner, you know, you, that you could, that they could see us differently. And, you know, for me, out of Candy Story and out of the legacy of what Pose is creating, you know, you're right. Candy needed to be able to love herself that way as well. And even, you know, Angelica Ross had to get to a place where like, the, you know, I, I feel like I glow in these ways because of yes. how I truly love myself now. And yes. so even the experience that I have, even in a world that's transphobic and even in a world of limitation, that's not exactly my experience. And it's just one because of one, I'm really hell bent on manifesting, I guess, you know what I mean? Like I'm really, I, I'm determined. I've been determined since I set foot in my first drama class. When we talk about, you know, being in class, when you talk about going from extra to, uh, to actor, to star, mm-hmm. to celebrity, to mm-hmm. personality, mm-hmm. to all of the things that you are now, we know that once we break through, we don't want that to be it because, you know, show business, whether it's TV, film, stage, it can be very unkind. You yes. can be hot right here, right now. And when that flame turns down and you get cold and then you realize, whoa, 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 is, is that all there is? And it's almost like there's that little devil on the shoulder that say, yeah, that's all there is, baby. You had your 15 minutes. (laughs) That's it. There is no reinventing. There is no rising from the ashes. Right, right. What is next for you? I know you're, I know, you know, like I started out, you're a woman of great depth. What's next? Because I know you're working on something because I'm always working on something. Absolutely. So what's the next for you? Well, obviously, for me, I, I want to model for folks um, just a new way of being and existing uh, as a global citizen, um, mm-hmm. as someone who is both here to enjoy the entertainment, but also yes. not be lulled or put unconscious by entertainment and not be paying attention to the things that are going on around us. Right. So I, for me, I'm so blessed that I am booked and busy as an actor. I get to continue to work with Brian Murphy and American Horror Story and do things like that. When you're involved in when I'm hot on a show, yes. but I've also been very made it very clear to the industry and to anyone who's listening that I, I really can't be bought. I've been homeless. I've been on. The Come street. on now. Come I've on. Been with, I've been without. 
And so I could do it again if I have to. But yes. what I know is that I'm one that's always accepting of what is next. So whatever's yes. coming next. But what I do know for sure is next for me is that I'm stepping more into my role as a teacher of sorts. Um, mm. Just in the sense that I've always... Um, felt a spiritual sort of calling on my life in, in ways, but it hasn't fit in the boxes that I grew up in um, as far as, and the churches that I grew up in and things like that. But as a Buddhist, I've come up with um, sort of a method I call my personal PhD. Yes. Um, and, and basically what it is, is the fact that people used to tell me like job interviews or when I would get certain jobs, they would make me feel less than because I didn't have the bachelor's degree, I couldn't finish it because of some of the struggles of being a black trans woman, you know? Mm -hmm. um, well, now you can do it because you can get it online. Well, yes, now I can absolutely. And trust me, my dad is on my butt about um, finishing. But, but what I've learned is over the past now four decades, um, I used to say that I had a master's degree, Ms. Ross, but now I say I have a doctorate degree. And, but, I, but I truly know from, from walking that path Yes, that I truly believe that everybody can obtain a doctorate level and should have be able to be their own doctors of sense, having a doctorate level understanding of your life and of yes. your value, because I think that's one of the that's why there's so much violence and so much all the stuff that we're having right now because of people not knowing their value and being tricked Thank out you. of it and being all this. There's all a lot going on. That's but, right. Or on the or on the flip side people not accepting the value of other people because of whatever it was, whatever wrong teaching they got they when got. they started out. So I want every single person to understand and know, number one, you have intrinsic value. And so does everybody else. So if you don't understand that relationship, that's a, that's a lesson you need to start at. Secondly, you need to have a spiritual foundation. I don't care what it is, but mm -hmm. something where you can put that mirror on your soul and do a yes. look at that. And then also understand that will help you understand life condition and understand where that's at. But then understanding you can curate your own curriculum. So for me, I did, I don't have I may not have that college degree or whatever but I know I'm masterful in what I do because I value education it just comes in different forms. So I know that I'm teaching in ways that are unconventional and I'm just trying to step on that space and as I act and take up space I'm creating space for other people to get their lessons. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. You know, for me, you know, just the other day we acknowledged 40 years of what we now know as AIDS in America. And I remember, I remember so clearly being such a young woman and seeing how awful America and the world was at that time to gay human beings, mm -hmm. people who were different, people who presented different. And you know, for me, it was that probably the very same for you, that little church girl in me, although you weren't born yet, the little church girl in me that says, we are all human beings. Yeah. And what did you learn in church or whatever that you can't figure out how to help these people, you know? So when we talk about trying to 
teach people and others about their worth, you know that can be hard and that can be difficult because I'll never forget people telling me how stupid I was and what made me think that the world was going to accept gay people and why would I spend so much time with those people and why would I open my mouth up one day, you know, doing Diva Simply Singing and Etienne, your friend, was maybe... I'm going to say almost two because he couldn't talk <laughs> and I was holding him and he was, he was just talking to the audience. Of course, no words, just using his hands because he'd probably been watching me. And I looked at him and when he stopped and I said to the audience, I said, see, if my son grew up and was a gay man, I would love him anyway. Girl, the hate mail I got. Are you serious? Oh, my God. The hate mail I got from people saying things like, what kind of hypocrite am I to say that I could love a gay child? Wow. Isn't that insane? You know, but that's why you say it's hard to teach that value. But the best way to teach it is by example. You know, and and really, honestly, I had to bear. That's why, as an actor, that's why for me, acting is really my lo- my primary love mm. because I am offering myself as a vessel. Yes. To- to time and time again, roll after roll, reveal the humanity in all of us. Absolutely. And so even black trans characters, characters who come from the streets, who have been sex workers, again, that was the beginning of my story as well. So it's one of those things. And it wasn't actually the, the beginning, but it was because being a trans woman, that's, I found myself there, but that was only a chapter. In my story. And so the ways that I'm able to model for people what it looks like when you take your value by the reins and says, I determine what this is, not these policies, not these people, not no religion, not no church, not my mama, not my daddy, not nobody. Come on. You know, and this and I'm I'm honestly standing here in full, full um, command. Yes. Of of who of my vessel, of my skill, my talent. And that's what I'm trying to hopefully bring to every role. It's so amazing that you talk about that because that is it. And it's very hard to tell people, let's just simply start by looking in the mirror Mm -hmm. and agreeing to love what you see. Absolutely. Agree to respect what you see. Encourage what you see. Lift up what you see. Because if you can't do all of that, this is not the right industry for you because this industry will break you. Break it you. will break Well, it's spirit. the they say fame. You know, fame is like a spotlight. And so whatever it is that you haven't dealt with or confronted or you think you hide in or whatever the case is, fame gonna be that spotlight and put us, you know, it's gonna amplify all of that. Yes. But to yes. be a celebrity. And you know, one thing I learned from my spiritual practice is just you need to know what you're being celebrated for. So for me, as a celebrity, it's not just that I'm on TV. My fans who start crying when I like come into a space or when I'm at a site yes. or whatever, they they celebrate 
Yes. Because the journey in my career, because it means something, it's something to celebrate. Let me tell you something. What was so wonderful, you know, doing Dream Girls on oh, Broadway. Dream Girls. <laughs> Thank you. I loved and I loved you in Dream Girls. I've seen the video. I love you in Dream Girls. Thank you. Thank you. I was about ready to say to you, you have not seen me in Dream I've, Girls. Girl, I've seen we're not I've alive. Seen, no, I've seen video. I've seen video performances. Oh, I love that. That's why I love the future and I love the <laughs> internet. But I love the fact that when we were doing Dream Girls, we did something for the chocolate girl. When the chocolate girls saw us, they saw themselves. Oh, when yes. they saw us yes. feeling good about yes. ourselves, yes. they felt better about yes. themselves. So you being this chocolate trans woman, beautiful, secure, loving herself. I know what it means for my audience. What does it mean for yours? Uh, it means that we don't have to, you know, look for scraps of love when we oh. love ourselves this much, you yes. know, <laughs> it really, because when you know, I, I was engaged to be married. I was in a relationship for like eight years with a doctor and, yeah. and, and he was Italian. He was handsome. Um, it would have probably maybe worked had I chosen to be stealth and live as like in his kind of shadow, live, live in protect his sort of image of being straight, um, a straight male in the world or whatever. Mm. Let me tell you, as a black trans woman who was on the streets, who had nothing, who was kicked out, and, and now and I have, have what perceived to be the life with this man that I was engaged to be married with, who was a doctor. We lived in South Florida. For many folks in my community, that would seem like that's as good as it's going to get, girl. Even with the fact that he won't really take you home to see his family or they mm. hunk outside the door and take him to dinner or whatever the things that happen, they, you know, or they, they talk about, you know, they threaten your relationship all the time and he says nothing, whatever. This is the best it's going to get. The audacity that I had to say that I deserve more. And to love myself enough to leave that and bet on myself yeah. and through years of having to figure it out or whatever but the process it ain't the process of getting to love yourself and yes. now even not and not knowing and knowing all those shades as an actor of what it looks like when I don't love myself and how I can bring that to a role girl it's honesty, it's honesty. you know what it's so interesting and I know we don't have a lot of time left and you and I could talk, talk, yes, talk. Yes, we could. Yes, we, and we will. <laughs> there you have it. When you talk about fame is a spotlight on you, you know, people always say, you know, people change when they become famous or when they become the celebrity. And it's like, oh no, they don't change. <laughs> they just become exactly <laughs> who they are. And that spotlight is showing you exactly who they yeah, are. Absolutely. Now, in this conversation, you've given us great glimpses and stories of the breakthrough artists that you are. But in closing, please tell our audience exactly who you are in this moment, accepting this award. I am grateful and I am honored. I am 
also just obedient to the call uh, and the dream of being an actor and to telling these stories and to doing the work that is involved in trying to bring breakthrough performances time and time again. So I just really am thankful and honored to be recognized, to be seen for that. Yes. I am someone who is just breaking through. I'm just beginning. So you're just seeing me, even though I'm now 40 years old, you are seeing me just break the surface and just break through. And I really thank you for the acknowledgement. Oh, we are all so happy that we got to spend this time with you, celebrate you in this time, celebrate you with this award. And I am just so happy, but you better remember, I was the first person to give you an award. You were not able to show up for that award, but thank you very much. That is right. I was filming for that. That was right. That was right. Thank you. And again, like I said, be even before everybody else was on to it, the support. And I don't think you, I can't even under, I can't understate it, what it means to have the support of a black woman, to have the support of not just any black woman, but a black woman who knows the work, who who has done the work and who is just so talented to be seen by someone also who is talented to have game recognized game, talent recognized talent. It means the world to me and is honestly has been the steam underneath my wings to have people like you supporting me. So I'm so grateful. Thank you, Cheryl. (laughs) I love you. I love you. I love you. I thank. Oh, I thank them for giving us this time together. Everybody out there that's been watching, follow Angelica Ross. Follow her. Follow that story. Keep up with her. Oh, you can keep up with me too. You'll find Absolutely. us all. You'll find us both on social media. I'm Cheryl Lee Ralph. That's Angelica Ross. We love you all. Keep on and hold on to your dreams because sometimes that's all you got. Amen. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to ATX TV's original series, The TV Campfire. To watch these panels and more, please visit youtube.com backslash ATX TV. For details on the festival, go to atxfestival.com. And information on our membership program can be found at atxfestival.com backslash membership. Follow us at ATX Festival on all social media. As always, please rate and review. We appreciate each and every one of you for listening. And a simple click or brief comment can help us grow and have other TV lovers like yourselves find us. Feels like enough information, right? Yep. Till next time, keep watching TV.